You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike jo- uh, Joey! <laughs> Almost forgot your name. <laughs> you are not that old, sir. What What is this? Uh, this is 50th? Uh, 49th? No, this is 48, I think. 48, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it's 48. Um, so welcome back to another episode of the Morrowology Podcast. All right. All right. So, Mike, we have coming up. Uh, just a couple things here. Um, we're down to our last week of the regular uh, karaoke contest uh, to benefit Mar Little Theater at the End Zone Bar and Grill. Starts on February 25th at 8 p.m. That's a Friday night. $10 donation gets you in. We take the top two uh, to go to week number five, which falls on March 4th. And again, that starts at 8 p.m. at the uh, Mount Gilead End Zone Bar and Grill. Let me tell you what, Mike, it has been a phenomenal time thus far and uh, some some really good talent out there. Um, then on uh, February the 26th, coming right up, Mike, the annual, 42nd annual, that is, uh, consignment sale at the Murray County Fairgrounds. Good food, uh, camaraderie. Uh, make sure you get out there. It starts at 9 a.m. at the uh, Mar County Fairgrounds. It's going to be a great time. And then our friends out there at the Bunkers Mill and Winery, they have stuff going on around the clock. The first and third Wednesday of the month, they have trivia night. And then on March the 9th here, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., they have Stitch and Wine. So Stitch and Wine is back at the Bunkers Mill Winery. Come out the second Wednesday of every month. To the winery, bring your current craft, and uh, they're going to just spend a, basically an evening of um, crafters uh, crafting, and uh, you can sip on some wine if you're a, a wine fanatic, or you just like wine in general, or you want to try wine, um, or you're a crafter. So yeah, basically anything, just go out to the Bunker's Mill, it's pretty good. Uh, tell tell them that uh, Morrowology sent you, uh, we do not get any uh, kickback, kickback on that at all. <laughs> like it'd be nice if they'd give me a bottle of wine every now and then, but no, um, I'm okay with that. Uh, let's see. March, uh, the 12th, the small farm conference comes to us from Russ Mayer here at the Ohio state Mansfield campus. Uh, if you are interested in learning about forestry, livestock, how to produce, uh, raise animals or, you know, any produce on your land, uh, basically, any question you might have about running a small farm, they are going to be the ones that you need to talk to. You can sign up to register at um, by calling, I'm sorry, 419-947-1070, or you can email Carrie Jagger, and that email is jagger.6 at osu.edu, and that's the number six, folks. Um, and again, the phone number is 419-947-1070. If you are interested in um, the Shamrock Shuffle 5K put on by Gilead Fitness and the End Zone Bar and Grill, um, Bar and Grill, sorry, not Krill, uh, that's not even close to me. No, it's right? not. That's okay. The End Zone Bar and Grill for a 5K run or walk, uh, and the kids also will have a fun run with this. If you are 21 or older, you will receive a beer ticket uh, from the End Zone Bar and Grill as well as a shirt chip timing, snacks and refreshments, and more will be included with your registration. And that is on March 19th. 
and that starts at 10 a.m. Uh, on Park Avenue, right out in between Mount Gilead High School and Park Avenue Elementary. And that is pretty quick, Mike, for uh, what's coming up. Um, there's not been too much posted, so I know that there will be some stuff. Uh, Mar Little Theater is hosting our uh, next show that uh, will be taking stage, going from uh, page to stage. That's going to be the Sweet Delilah Swim Club. Mm-hmm. A story of five Southern Bells who meet when they're swimming in college uh, on their college swim team. They uh, basically we meet them when they're in their forties, and we follow them uh, through their seventies as they uh, basically share their story of life, love, loss. Um, it's it's going to be a really good show, um, and that's uh, March twenty fifth, sixth, and seventh. Great show, uh, great timing, and then Mar Little Theater will also be working on our summer musical, Susical the Musical, and that is going to be uh, another good time for sure if you are interested in musicals uh, or if you want to get a kid or if you want to be in something, uh, this would be a great show to be in because there's so many people, you should feel comfortable on stage. Uh, If you are interested, auditions are May 25th and 6th at 6, I'm sorry, 22nd and 23rd, May 22nd and 23rd at 6 p.m. That's a Sunday, Monday. Um, so then we, that's the weekend before Memorial Day. Um, and uh, it's going to be a pretty good time, I think. Uh, that's going to be directed by Scott Persinger. And um, it's going to be our biggest show of the year, probably. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can have a cast of 60. We can have a cast of 60. 60, yeah, 60. That'll be our largest cast ever. Mm -hmm. Only cast that uh, was even close to being that large was Shrek. And I believe we were at 49 or 52, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that'll be a good time. Can't wait. Uh, And then Elf Jr. later this year. All right, Mike, you got anything for current events? Uh, No, sir. I don't think I do. All right, we'll go to our first commercial. Join us for Freedom Fest Ohio, July 1st and 2nd, 2022 at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Brought to you by Finley Entertainment. Celebrate freedom with the Nate Williams Band, Austin French, and headliner Crowder on July 1st, Friday night, starting at 6.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, July 2nd, join Scott Stevens, Heath Sanders, Rodney Atkins, and headliner Justin Moore. Tickets are on sale now. Visit FreedomFestOhio.com. Join us at Endzone Bar and Grill for a karaoke contest every Friday starting February 4th at 8 p.m. Only two winners each week will move forward to Week five's grand finale. The grand prize is two VIP passes, parking pass, and meal to Freedom Fest held at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Grand prize sponsored by Finley Entertainment. Join us on July 1st and 2nd for Freedom Fest. Special thanks go to Finley Entertainment, Betsy Wright, Remax Achievers, Broom Sisters of Morrow County, Native Karaoke and DJ Service, and End Zone Bar and Grill for making this event happen. All right. So uh, that's pretty cool. We got the karaoke contest sponsored by Finley Entertainment and Freedom Fest Ohio 2022 down at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. That is also being put on by Finley Entertainment. And Mike, you know, uh, at the karaoke contest, Mr. Finley himself has been there. Each oh. night. And uh, if you are interested, tickets are on sale now at freedomfestohio.com. But you can also purchase tickets from him at the event or at the karaoke contest, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. That is. Um, so I think, Mike, 
We're ready. Are you ready? Well, there's one thing that uh, we can look forward to. The uh, Morrow County Historical Society will open the um, uh, History Center. Oh, I believe it's the first or second Sunday. I don't have that date in front of me. In April. Okay. And we will have some new um, displays. And in the coming weeks, I'll tell you about those displays. So keep that in mind. Nice little teaser. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. I bet it's old stuff. Uh, probably very good <laughs> chance of it. Uh, to see your face so just you're, you're one of those people that walks in the museum and says what's new uh probably <laughs> I, I can't deny i cannot deny i would do that all right buckle your safety belts keep your hands and arms inside of the ride until it comes to a complete stop here you go on the marology flashback <laughs> All right, Mike, where or what are we talking about today? Once again, it is Black History Month, and Morrow County played a big part in the Underground Railroad, uh, helping uh, fugitive slaves to make it to Canada. And today I have an article that was, again, written by James Miller, uh, appeared in the Morrow County Sentinel February 25th of 1998. And not everybody agreed on the... uh, uh, in Morrow County on the uh, subject of slavery. So Imagine that. So we're going to talk about that. Um, led to the splitting of a church, which we'll talk about that in this article as well. Yay, we teased that last week, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. Um, February has been designated as Black History Month, and activities of the Underground Railroad have received much attention. Many newspapers on a, on a state and national level have featured stories on it. Ohio Senator Mike DeWine has co-sponsored a bill in Congress to map and mark the sites of Underground Railroad stations. And, of course, this was written back in 1998. Yeah, well, I mean, it has been a while since he was – Yeah. I mean, he's only been governor just a little bit of time. Um, and I think he didn't take much of a time off, though, I think, from when he was senator to to governor, I don't think. I don't think he did. Yeah. Okay, early in the 1800s, fugitive slaves fleeing to Canada learned they could always count on the Quakers or Friends to aid their cause. When fugitives arrived in Gilead Friends Settlement, they could be sent to any one of several stations. Near the Friends Meeting House were stations operated by David Wood, Israel Wood, Asa Mosier, Joseph Mosier, Jonathan Wood Jr., and John Mosier. After the death of Asia Mosier, Asa Mosher, in 1846, his son Robert, whose station still stands on Mosher Road, a quarter mile south of U.S. 42, became the most active conductor in Cardington Township. Alfred Brees also had a station along the Worthington-New Haven Road and a mile south of Mount Gilead. The conductors had several options for routes to send their fugitives on, on northward. Robert's sons Gideon and Nathan sometimes transported runaways by wagon under loads of hay or potatoes to Joseph Morris Station in eastern Marion County. Nathan would also take fugitives on the CCC and I Railroad from Cardington to as far north as Cleveland. At other times, fugitives were sent northward on the state route to Ela Shocks uh, Station at Johnsville. And the other name for Johnsville is Shock. Yeah, so uh, throwing back here to earlier episodes, Donna Carver was on and talked about the railroad history, and we talked about the three C&I. Mm-hmm. 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 
Sending fugitives through Mount Gilead involved some risk. Many of the early inhabitants in the area came from Virginia and Maryland, where slaves were considered property. The slavery question became a divisive issue in the Mount Gilead Presbyterian Church in the late 1830s. The church, which was located beside the old Presbyterian burying burying grounds, was the site of several anti-slavery lectures between 1836 and 1840. In March of 1840, the pro-slavery mob uh, went beyond blowing horns and beating pans outside the church to coming inside and throwing eggs at the anti-slavery group. According to Aaron S. Benedict, who attended a lecture in the same church in May, the pro-slavery mob again entered the church carrying a rail with perhaps the idea of riding the speaker out of town on a rail. Oh, I've heard about that. Run, yeah. you, run you out of town on a rail. Yes. When the traffic... Uh, when the tactic failed to break up the meeting, the mob retreated outside and began to disband. After the meeting, when the anti-slavery people rode south out of town, they had to cross the uh, Corduroy Bridge through the Cattail Swamp in front of the present-day Gilead Christian School. Upon reaching the bridge, they saw men waiting with a large supply of eggs. The men and horses were pelted with a hail of frying, of flying, not frying, frying flying eggs. eggs. <laughs> flying fried eggs, huh? Oh, boy. The Mount Gilead Church split over the slavery question. It did not reunite until after the Civil War in 1865. Because of the pro-slavery sentiment, only two stations are known to have existed in and around Mount Gilead, James Trimble's mansion on Iberia Street, and the D.C. Bingham House on Bingham Road. It is believed that from the Belvedere atop Trimble's house, a signal could be passed by light, by a lighted lantern, to the wood station on top of Mount Hope, south of town, which is known as Jackson's Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. The probable hiding place for fugitives in the Trimble house was the attic, which was accessed through a linen closet. Uh, uh, Bingham hid runaways in the crawl space under the, his house. Conductors used a variety of tricks to outwit the slave catchers. The Benedicts sometimes used the switch and run tactic. If the slave catchers were known to be nearby, uh, Benedict would send white men with blackened faces off through the forest to be captured. The captor, captures, the captives would be locked up in the Delaware County Jail and next morning, the slave catcher would find his fugitive had turned white overnight. <laughs> I think that might be the only acceptable use of blackface yeah. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. The Quakers also dressed fugitives in the old-style Quaker j- dresses, bonnets, and veils. They could not transport the fugitives by buggy or wagon. They could then transport the f- fugitives by buggy or wagon during daylight to the next station with little danger. According to Charles Mosier, to reduce the risk of black spies infiltrating the uh, underground system, conductors would often give a runaway a metal token about the size of a half dollar. On one side, it would say United States of America, and the word liberty was printed across the center. On the other side would be engraved, Am I not a man and a brother? With the kneeling image of a man in chains, 
if the token was given to a woman, it would be engraved, am I not a woman and a sister with a kneeling woman in chains? These tokens were made of light metal and painted black. They were the fugitive's ticket to the Underground Railroad's facilities. With the passage of the Fugitive Slave Act in 1850, if it became a federal crime to help a runaway, to help a runaway, yes. <laughs> Fines and uh, imprisonment were the risk of aiding a fugitive. Part of the increased risk was offset by the fact that people helping the fugitives knew the countryside. They knew the shortcuts and paths through the woods between roads, and their friends were uh, who could be trusted, and where the name, uh, where the many stations were located. The federal marshals and the slave catchers were usually strangers and looked upon with suspicion. Also, local law enforcement officials had to run for uh, re-election every year, so they avoided most activity that would cost them votes from members of the Underground Railroad. Well, that's interesting. Hey, uh, so we're talking about the railroad. This actually goes back to the real railroad. I mentioned Donna Carver was on and talked about. That mm-hmm. was episode 17. Oh, wow. So that was, back. that was a while ago. That actually was uh, June 21 of 21. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Mike, some of the other fun stuff, and uh, it's kind of appropriate because the Olympics are on right now. Yes, they are. Uh, and uh, on February 22nd of 1980, the U.S. hockey team beats the Soviets in the Miracle. I remember watching ice. that. And I'm not a hockey fan, but every, I think most of the eyes in America were on that. Yeah, uh, I wasn't born yet, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Of course. Um, sorry, I had to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Another age joke. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, on February 22nd of 1969, 19-year-old Barbara Jo Rubin becomes the first female jockey to win a race uh, at an American thoroughbred track. I think that was pretty cool. Uh, do you remember uh, the name El Chapo? Um, can't say I do. Okay, so this only goes back uh, about seven and a half, eight years. Uh, but on this day in uh, 2014, or you know, 20, uh, February 22nd of 2014, um, one of the world's most wanted criminals... Uh, Joaquin, uh, I'm not even going to say it. El Chapo was his was his nickname. Um, he was actually the head of one of the cartels, uh, the Sinaloa cartel. Uh, there were they were huge drug traffickers, huge drug traffickers. Uh, they were actually arrested in a joint U.S. Mexican operation in Mexico, uh, and that was back a long time ago. So they were drug dealers, and this was a joint effort. I see. Yeah, wow. Uh, so we're just going to give you this. And we're going to move on. Um, Mike. Yes. And this week, coming up here, in 1819, what do you think might have happened? 1819? We took a little trip with oh. Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. No, well, close. Okay. Okay, I'm actually going to say that wasn't too bad because it puts you in the right region. Okay. But... In 1819, are you ready? Okay. In 1819, the U.S. acquires Spanish Florida. Oh. Yeah. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there. There, um, There's actually a couple really cool things that have happened uh, this coming up week. 
uh, for, uh, and all of this information, folks, does come uh, to us from history.com. If you click on this, uh, clack. Click on this day. <laughs> you can clack it too. You know, click, uh, clack. February 23rd, 1945. Recognize the date? I mean, you know the era, World War II. February what? February 23rd. Um, no, what happened? U.S. flag raised on? Iwo Jima. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For sure, for sure. Um, let's see here. We also, um, uh, I'm trying to think here. There was, oh, uh, in 1954, February 23rd, 1954, what do you think happened? Uh, this actually relates rather closely with what has happened a little over a year ago now. Really? Yeah. Kind of threw you off there, didn't I? Yeah. That's not what I was going to say. I'm, I'm not sure where you're going with it this. It has to do with vaccinations. Okay. The Salk vaccination? Yeah. Okay. The polio vaccination. Okay. Yeah. So in uh, on February 23rd, 1954, a group of children from Arsenal Elementary uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, received the first injections of the new polio vaccine developed by Dr. Jonas Salk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was, I, you know, there's not too many things that uh, um, you can link back and, you know, that's happened again. And, you know, we're only, what, uh, 14, 15 months out from the, from the uh, COVID vaccine. Right. So you can kind of link that. And then uh, also February 23rd, 1940, Woody Guthrie writes, this land is your land. This land is my land. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few more here that I'm going to share, Mike, um, with us because we have some big things. Uh, 1964, February 25th. Do you remember anything about then? 64. Uh, was it something down in the southern states? Um, I'm not sure where the fight took place, but okay. on this day, on uh, February 25th, oh. 1964, young Muhammad Ali knocks out Sonny Liston for the first world title. So that's uh that was a pretty cool thing, you know. Um, was he? Th- I, I'm gonna mix this up, and I, I'm gonna feel like an idiot if I get it wrong. But is he the one that said "float like a butterfly, sting like a bee"? Yeah, no. that would be Muhammad Ali. Okay, that's because that would rhyme. Yeah, I float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. I am the greatest, Muhammad Ali. Okay, I didn't know the last part there. I'd never heard the last part with it. Just the first part there. Um, 1862. February 25th, 1862, the Legal Tender Act passed and will help finance the Civil War. So that basically allowed Congress, it passed the, they passed it, authorizing the use of paper notes. Because mm-hmm. up until that time, it was all uh, valuable metals. Okay. Silver, gold, you know, things like that. So, um, and of course that, you know, that basically kind of ended the, uh, the era of uh, gold-backed, monetary system right in the united states mm-hmm. um and if you look i believe the dollars actually say um or some of the older ones actually said something about gold on them i think um i i this would have been probably 1900 ish yes i think i've seen that but yes yes I know. What you're um and then 1870 this is a big one here since it is black history month i'll change i will uh, uh share this one hiram rhodes revels a Republican from Nanchez, Mississippi, is sworn into the U.S. Senate, becoming the first African-American ever to sit in Congress. During the Civil War, Revels, a college-educated uh, minister, uh, helped form the um, African-American Army regiments for the Union cause. 
So that's pretty cool. There were just a you know a handful of things here I wanted to share. Um, all right, Mike, is there anything else that you can think of for the history piece? That we I think that's about? it for the history for today. All right, well, you know, I'm going to share one last thing, and that's because this is coming up really soon. February 27th, 1827. Seems like a long time ago, but that was almost, what, 200 years ago? Okay. Almost, right? Almost. Yeah. We're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, New Orleans, or New Orleans, uh, take to the streets for Mardi Gras. And that would have been uh, the first time that they had a group of masked and costumes uh, students dance in the streets there for uh, Mardi Gras. So, you know, that comes with um, um, the uh, Ash Wednesday, Fat Tuesday. Um, and, of course, I didn't realize that Fat Tuesday, I didn't know what it meant until, you know, I, I learned about it. But it was interesting. I always thought it was it was something else. I didn't realize it was you ate everything you could eat because you were <laughs> going to be fasting. Okay. Oh, okay. Certain things okay. go after. So, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of interesting to find out there. So, all right, Mike, anything else that we uh, need to work on here? For, uh, I think that's it for the history flashback today. Well, let's go back to the future. I, am I allowed to say that? That's probably a copyrighted. That probably is. All right. Here okay. we go. All right. Hmm. Wow, I'm a little dizzy from that ride, but yeah. but, but I'm here. All right. All right, Mike. So uh, what uh, what's going on? Anything uh, big going on at the uh, Historical Society? Well, we kind of talked about that earlier. We did, but we did. anything, I mean, I'm trying to get you to leak something. I mean, what do you know? <laughs> you know? Listen to future installments well, of Morrowology. <laughs> I did say, is there anything new at all right so uh i don't think i have anything big uh the weather is going to be breaking soon i hope so hopefully we uh get an opportunity to have some really nice weather coming up here and the snow hopefully is behind us and all of that good stuff so uh anything uh oh we have another commercial to play mike oh let's let's do it Join us at Endzone Bar and Grill for a karaoke contest every Friday starting February 4th at 8 p.m. Only two winners each week will move forward to Week five's grand finale. The grand prize is two VIP passes, parking pass, and meal to Freedom Fest held at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Grand prize sponsored by Finley Entertainment. Join us on July 1st and 2nd for Freedom Fest. Special thanks go to Finley Entertainment, Betsy Wright, Remax Achievers, Broom Sisters of Morrow County, Native Karaoke and DJ Service, and End Zone Bar and Grill for making this event happen. All right, Mike, there's one last thing that I just found that I wanted to share because uh, okay. it will get you singing um, in your head on your drive home. Um, so, in 1980, the end of February... There was a little a little award show held mm-hmm. called the Grammys. Yes, yes, and uh, somebody wrote a song that was awarded uh, the first and last Grammy ever for. Are you ready for this? Best disco recording. Okay. Do you know the song? 
I know you just peeked at my screen, but if if I'll pretend that I don't, okay. If you hadn't peeked, but I can tell know. you who who sung it. Okay, who sang it? Gloria Gaynor. It is Gloria Gaynor. Yeah. I will survive. So with that, folks, I do keep have on, keep on surviving. Wait, that's another song. I think <laughs> I will survive. Hey, hey. All right, all right, folks. Hey, good thing have... we don't have video here. <laughs> yeah, that was a little wicked dance. All right, folks, have another good week, and we'll see you. Oh, wait, this might put us in March. I think this puts us in March for the next recording, Mike. Uh, I think Or really close. Right, really close to March. All right, folks. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Don't go away. Don't go away. Oh, he's got puns. One question. Do you know why it's impossible for fishermen to be generous? Okay, I really don't know this one. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, oh. (laughs) I'll tell the people out there. Okay. Because their occupation makes them sell fish. All right. On that note, folks, we are going to see you later. It has been great as uh, as normal, and uh, we'll see you again. And uh, we look forward to it. <laughs>